This is HPR episode 2388 entitled Apt Spelunking 4 Planet of the Apts. It is hosted by Windigo and is about 9 minutes long and carries an explicit flag. The summary is another couple of interesting packages from the Debian repos. This episode of HPR is brought to you by anhonesthost.com. Get 15% discount on all shared hosting with the offer code HPR15. That's HPR15. Better web hosting that's honest and fair at anhonesthost.com. Everybody, it is Windigo again. Um, I'm here with the fourth installment in my apps belunking series. Uh, not because it has been requested, not because it has been heralded as a groundbreaking series, but because we need more shows, and I can crank one of these out. So I'm gonna. Uh, also, I have decided to make the titles movie puns, which may keep me going for far longer than the original concept did. I mean, there's so many good options. Winners like Schindler's Sources.list, Apt to the Future, Dawn of the Deb. So as long as I can keep coming up with ridiculous titles like that, I think I can convince myself to keep popping out series episodes. But anyways, uh, for anyone who's catching this for the first time, uh, apt spelunking is going through your package repositories. It doesn't have to be apt-based. It can be RPM or whatever Arch uses their Pac-Man repositories. Even something cool like uh, Geeks. If you find a cool package in there, make a series and tell us about it. The first package that I've found recently is called Dunst. D-U-N-S-T, phonetics, 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 Delta, Unicorn, November, Sausages, Tango. It is a lightweight notification daemon and uh, very customizable. And so if you've ever used Ubuntu or an operating system like that and you get a wireless signal notification or you change the volume and you get that bar that shows what your volume is set at. It's like that, but only text and much, much smaller. I don't mean physically size smaller. I mean the application's very light. It doesn't take a lot of memory. Uh, it displays passive notifications like Ubuntu's Notify OSD. Uh, so you don't click on the notifications to do actions, but you can click on them to go away. Uh, it has customizable keystrokes so that you can cycle through notifications you've received. You can go back in time um, and see what's popped up in the past, or you can um, configure how long notifications pop up for so you don't miss them. Although, 
they've got something figured out where if you're not at your computer or not doing anything, your notifications don't run away. So that might not be terribly necessary. But I was working on a XMPP notification daemon, and I had the XMPP part. I just didn't have a notification daemon to send notices to. So since I run a very lightweight window manager, uh, coming up next, actually, I searched around and didn't really like anything else that I found, but uh, Dunst really did the trick. It's, it's perfect for what I was looking for. If you use i3 in particular, uh, it fits in very well. And speaking of fitting in very well, that segue works because the next package I'm talking about is i3. Uh, i3 is a window manager, so it controls all of the windows you have on your screen and figures out how to display them. It is a very, very lightweight window manager. Uh, I don't have a terminal handy because I have a baby in my arm. and uh, But I, I think it's somewhere along the lines of 500 kilobytes for the executable itself, or the binary. So extremely lightweight, very fast, um, and it's a tiling window manager. So all your windows start up maximized and they each get a slice of the screen. If you start up a second window, well, let's start at one. First of all, you just have your desktop, no windows. i3 does come with a status bar. It's usually oriented at the bottom. Um, that gives you some information and it's also very customizable, but that's another package. So you, you're looking at your desktop and you start a window and i3 sets it to take up the entirety of the screen. So it's completely maximized if you want. When you start up a second window, it will be half of whatever that first window was. So it takes up half of the screen and the second, the first window gets resized to half of what it was. You can orient them next to each other vertically. You can do horizontally. You can split windows up into sub windows. It's very, very configurable and very easy to manipulate to do what you want. I really enjoy it. It's very customizable color-wise. Um, I'm using a base 16 theme for right now. And um, if it's right into whatever, whatever background I have, I can customize the colors for that. And it's just, it really has started to fit my workflow very well. I have dual monitors and i3 supports that beautifully. I have t different desktops fixed to different monitors. So all the odd numbers are on my right-hand side, and all the evens are on my left, or vice versa, whichever way you want to do it. So it seems like whenever I set up my computer, I always reach for i3. I do like other desktops. Uh, Mate is very nice. Openbox was my choice for a long time in the Crunchbang days. Um, but i3, there's just something really nice about it. So that's usually what I reach for if I'm ever setting up a desktop. So the third package on the docket for today is UQM. And that stands for Urquan masters, and I don't actually know if I'm pronouncing that right, because uh, there's no vocals in this this game, and it is a game. This is a, it's a game derived from a game called Star Control 2, 
it looks to be about the Super Nintendo era, and it's just a super entertaining, fun game. Um, you are separated from the population of the Earth, and the Earth is enslaved, and you happen upon a the skeleton of a ancient alien ship of some sort. And you go cavorting around the galaxy, trying to figure out how to get Earth free, and it's just super fun. Um, it reminds me a lot of the Mass Effect series, in the way you travel, and the way you end up mining planets for resources. Um, but it's it's lots of fun. Very dialogue-heavy. Everything's text. But um, you just run around from star system to star system, gathering resources, interacting with aliens. Um, it's deceptively entertaining. I installed it on a whim. I found it in the pack package repositories, like this series is supposed to be, and um, just installed it to check out. Uh, gave it a whirl, thought, I guess this is entertaining, and then realized five or six hours had gone by. It is, it is very addictive. So if you have lots to do, if you have... Um, responsibilities that don't involve driving a spaceship, you should probably avoid this game until you have some extra time. So so those are the three packages I've been um, encountering most lately. If Again, if you have your own package repository or your own packages that you've discovered that you think other people should know about, Make one of these shows. It doesn't even have to be apt spelunking. Make it whatever you want. Um, I might, I might consider movie pun titles mandatory, but you know I'm not in control of HPR. You can do what you want. So anyhow, this has been Windigo. Um, if you need to contact me, uh, comments or host page, they're usually pretty good. Thank you very much. I look forward to hearing your episode. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.